Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 50 of Spinning Thoughts. This is a milestone that I didn't even think we were going to get to, and here we are. So thank you to everyone who has been listening, following along, interacting. We love you so much. Thank you for being here. Everybody say hello to my co-host, Mr. Brandon Robertson. What up, babe? Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, man? Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, just getting ready to celebrate this uh, epic episode 50. You pretty stoked? No doubt, man. 50 episodes, like you said, it's not something we even really thought was going to happen when this uh, when this podcast started back in October. So big shout out to everybody who helped make it possible. Thanks. Absolutely. Now, we are so stoked to celebrate this episode 50 with a band that we've been looking forward to having on the show for some time. So let's get into it. Everybody help us in welcoming Travis from Night Riots. Travis, what up, dude? Yo, Travis. How, how you guys doing? Ah, we are energetic, and we are so excited to have you here, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're so, I'm stoked to be here as well. You guys are pretty busy. Um, I think this is like one of your like very few days off on an epic tour that we're going to talk about here in just uh, a couple seconds but how's the day off been it's been good i mean mostly our our days off are kind of like trying to get to the next place so as you can probably hear a little bit we're driving through the uh texas wastelands right now (laughs) hey you know what you got to get to where you got to go and texas is a beautiful state we've got friends uh down there and we're very grateful uh, for you giving us some of your time here on a day off of a busy schedule. So, uh, Travis, let's let's dive into it. Uh, the band Night Riots is on tour right now with Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness. The tour started March the 11th, and it goes through May 19th. I think there may be one other date there uh, as well. But, Travis, how has the tour been so far? You know, uh, it's been incredible. I mean, I swear this might be one of the longest tours that's out this year. Seriously, Um, yeah. It's like three months. I think we're doing, I think it's 45 shows. So there's only been a couple days off in between. But, you know, we're we're killing it every night. Like, all the crowds have been incredible. It's been almost all sold-out shows. So when you got that, that kind of thing behind you, it's like, it's pretty hard to get tired and not feel excited for the next day. So... How are you actually feeling now? I mean, you're you're past like the halfway point here, basically with the tour. Uh, you guys have seriously been kicking ass the whole way through. It's a beautiful tour, uh, great bands, great cities. How are you feeling like um, endurance wise right now? Uh, I I could keep going forever. I mean, this is what we <laughs> lo- live to do. I I think the only thing that like sometimes I get towards the end of a tour, I'll start to kind of think about getting home and just getting back to writing music because yeah. the difference between 
being on the road and being at home is that when you're on the road, everything's very like structured and you wake up from your hotel, you get up, you pack up, you get in your van, you drive a couple hours or whatever it is to the next venue, you load in, make sure everything's good, you sound check, you play your show, you wait around to the end of the show, you go say hi to people, you pack up, you go back to the next hotel. (laughs) And it's just every single day is like that. And you have to kind of fit in times to be creative in between that right and it's really difficult so when you get home you have more time to just like go out to your studio and just create which um i'm look i'm really looking forward to getting getting to absolutely now i want to say this to you uh, you know in regards uh to the tour that you're on as we'd mentioned with andrew mcmahon in the wilderness now andrew mcmahon is is one of my personal favorite artists of all time i can remember Uh, Something Corporate being one of the first bands I ever really got into and watching him evolve and grow as an artist has really been incredible. What's it like for you to be on tour with that whole crew? Uh, Honestly, like I I couldn't ask for a better group of people to be on the road with. Um, I think we've been pretty lucky in general with touring with really cool bands. I mean, in the past, uh, we've toured with uh, black audio and we went out with the Hana and we went out with the band called the shelters and um we've gone out the mowgli's and hippocampus and love those be- yeah yeah and we've become friends with so many of these people um and sometimes you kind of get it's like a first day of school when you start a tour because you don't you don't know like you're introduced to this whole circus act of people and if there's just one person or one band that's got an attitude or an ego you know it can ruin your whole experience and um this one it's 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 insane like we have all of andrew mcmahon's crew which is i think man there's got to be like eight or nine people involved with that and then the other band we're out with is atlas genius and i know there's nine of them with with them and so you think there's got to be one bad egg in the group and there really isn't like every person (laughs) is super dope like you know, we just want to, I mean, today's our day off and Atlas Genius is playing a show and we were like trying to hit up their show because we want to oh, come no way. out. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Uh, the, the whole group for this store is seriously uh, one of the coolest I've, I've heard of and seen in, in 2017. So um, we are very grateful to, to have you um, part of the uh, Spinning Thoughts family here today. Um has there been a date on the tour so far that has really rocked more than some of the others? Anyone that stands out in particular? It's all been good. I'd say like, you know, it usually takes a little bit to get into stride. Um, I I mean, I, I say it a million times. It's really strange, but a lot of touring acts don't really go through Florida, but every time we go through Florida, it's just insane. So we played, um, Orlando, right. Uh, Gainsworth and uh, one other, I can't think of the other date in Florida, but all three of those nights were just like insanity. Like people were just losing their minds. I mean, you got a picture <laughs> like 1,500, 2,000 people just all in the moment, just enjoying themselves and letting loose, which is hard. I mean, some shows you go to, it's like environment of a show is to try to get people to relax and like escape their There's like a life. stiffness that you can right. feel. Yeah. Right. And sometimes you can't break through that, but you know when a when a crowd lets loose and just like leaves it at the door, like there's nothing, there's nothing better than that feeling. Uh, Travis, here's a question that that we seem to ask, and a lot of people always enjoy this. 
Um, what is your personal biggest touring pet peeve? Is there something that just drives you fucking nuts uh, when you tour? All right, uh, the roads of New Jersey. Okay, what? Yeah, what's the issue with elaborate? Them? Well, you have to pay a shitload in tolls. Yeah, and then <laughs> they're the worst roads in America. Isn't so isn't that just so ironic? You know, you're paying a shit ton just to travel on them in the in their. And they don't roads. use that money to fucking fix the roads or whatever they need it's, to do. It's so fucked up, and so you're just driving <laughs> and like trying to rest or like trying to get work done on your computer, like make some music or something, and you're just. Like on, uh, it feels like you're on that ride, the Indiana Jones ride at Disneyland, where you're just like bouncing <laughs> around the whole time. So I think that's probably my biggest pet peeve is the roads <laughs> of New Jersey. Sorry, New Jersey. We love the actual state. But... Oh, yeah. And great, great bands come from New great, Jersey, you know? Great culture, great band. The yeah. people are like, just like, you know, they're, they're tough people, but they're full of love. So we have a lot of close friends. Um, Band, the Young Rising Suns and the Mosers are from there. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I just like imagine everybody from New Jersey being like Jersey Shore-ish. I, I mean, I know obviously <laughs> I'm wrong about that. Because, You're definitely you know, wrong about that. That's no, just, no, no, when I hear Jersey, no, like I think a fist pumping, like, you know. You're, you're totally right. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Travis, we talked a little bit um, just about what you, you know, do on your downtime, uh, you know, during a tour on a day off. But um, uh, a little bit more on that topic. Um, what does the band, like, how does the band unwind from all the traveling and, and from rocking and rolling all these dates? Is there like a specific thing you guys try to do as a band to unwind? Yeah, we do a lot of drugs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, that yeah, helps. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> pass the joint around, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> We're a lot nerdier than that. We play Mario Kart. <laughs> there you go. There you go. What I love system do you play Mario Kart on? Yeah, so we all have uh, Nintendo 3DSs. We all just got Switches, so we're buying oh, nice. uh, Mario Kart 8 comes out tomorrow, so we're all pumped for that. So I think that's why we're so low-key and we get along so well is we get we get it all out in the cart. Now, who's who's your character in Mario Kart? Who do you stick with? Uh, 100% Shy Guy. Shy Guy, really? Yeah, the whole the whole band plays shy guy just to keep things even. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite um, is and and I played on on the Wii. My favorite is Baby Mario. I love that little guy. Uh, and Yoshi little baby is Mario, my, huh? Yeah, he's, he's Yoshi's my dude. good too. Yeah, Yoshi, Yoshi's my dude. If you guys said Lakuda or uh, Princess Peach, I was gonna get. Was gonna <laughs> no, not at all. Nope, nope. I stick to the Baby Mario. And I've been a Yoshi fan since the N sixty four, so I just I stick with Yoshi. Yeah, Yoshi's a pretty good one. I think that's um, probably the the best player in the band is Nick, our guitar player, and he used to always be Yoshi, but we kind of converted him over to Shy Guy <laughs> just to keep it even. Even the playing field, totally understandable. Now, is there a city uh, that while you're on tour that maybe has uh, food specific to that area that you just have to get when you're in that town? Yeah, there's a couple of them, actually. I think there's a couple of restaurants we like to go back to. Um, kind of the south and into Florida and Texas, we always hit up smoothies. They have, like, ridiculous amounts of smoothie places. Oh, okay. So we've been basically on a liquid diet for the last week. <laughs> um, like Smoothie then, King or something like that? Yes, Tropical Smoothie, Planet Smoothie, and Smoothie King. There you go. There you go. So hey. then, yeah, then we go up to, um, like, Canada. We like to get some poutine got to uh, yeah just because it sounds funny let's uh, elaborate a little bit more now on some of the uh 
you know, shows that Night Riot's playing so far here in 2017. So you're going to be wrapping up things with Andrew Andrew McMahon in the wilderness. Um, and then I also see that you guys have uh, two dates coming up with All Time Low. So fucking awesome. Congrats on that. Yep. It'll be. Thank you. Yeah. June 30th in Houston and July 1st in Dallas. Both are at the House of Blues. So what are some of your thoughts you have going into these dates? You excited, I would assume? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I think I'm not sure if both of them are sold out, but. At least one of them sold out, and yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Kind of, you know, it's like we've gone, we've run the whole gamut. I mean, there's a time where we toured through the country and we played for, you know, five people a night, and so for us to be playing these tours where it's like two thousand people, and I mean, I remember uh, specifically in Philadelphia, um, we had gone through there and we played the side room at the Fillmore, and there's. Yeah. Nobody there, and I remember walking by, and there's a band playing in the main room that I thought sucked. I knew who they were, but I was just <laughs> like, like, how the fuck are these guys like selling this out? Yeah, and and they were boring too. Like sometimes you'll you'll think a band doesn't sound that good live uh, on their recordings, and then you see them live and you understand. Uh, but this group was playing, and I was like, this is like, you know, I want to be there. We'd do such a a better job. Um, and so we had that opportunity this time, and we played for the the sold out room and you know so for us to be able to have these shows where it's just a huge amount of people um that are being introduced to us it's just a it's a it's a really good feeling and playing with all-time low and there's a couple other great bands that are on that bill as well oh yeah Uh, outside of of that like outside of the you know being able to play to two thousand people every night what are you looking forward to the most about these dates with all-time low uh just getting in and playing. That's what, what we live to do is just make music and yep. perform music. So just that's, that's it. I mean, I want to watch them play. I love catching yeah. all the shows I possibly can. So it's going to be awesome. Again, that's something about Andrew McMahon and Atlas Genius. It's been really nice for us. It's oh, like for sure. Getting to watch them every night and they're just such professionals. Um, they go up there and they put on an incredible performance. And I feel that I'm able to pick up things watching them and kind of add it to our toolkit as a band, which I feel very fortunate for. I'm glad you mentioned that that's what you live to do is, is play shows. This is something, an, an interesting question that Angelo and I debate all the time, and we like to talk to you know bands about it. Do you prefer the aspect of, of playing live over writing and recording music? Because he and I differ on this. I'm more of like a live music type of guy. That's what I love is to be able to play live and get that reaction from the crowd. He is more of like a a guy that that thrives on the writing and the recording process. Where do you stand on that? Oh man, you guys are asking the hard questions. Somebody's got to, Travis. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> has to. <laughs> so so here's the thing. I think like being an artist and being a musician is like you have to be a little crazy and you have to little be a little bit up and down and kind of mood swingy. And I feel like I'm kind of both. Like there's times where I'm very, very introverted and I just want to like hole up in a studio and nerd out and just get like the creativity out. Um, yeah. And then there's other times where I, maybe I'm feeling up and I want to get out there and, and feel that energy of a crowd. So the kind of ups and downs are what make it all worthwhile. I like the duality of it because they're both, I mean, it's such a different aspect of music. You right. have this completely introverted like 
uh, cathartic experience of working in a studio. And then you have this, well, I guess it's cathartic as well when you're playing for yeah. uh, a ton of people screaming at you or whatever. Um, but it's, it's such an extroverted thing. Um, I think for me too, it's, it's been an interesting thing. Like when we first started this band, uh, you know, I, I mean, I started playing drums and then I was a guitar player Oh, nice! and all, all of the same group of dudes. Like we, we played together some fashion since we were like little kids, but my whole thing is I, I didn't even want to be a front man necessarily. Like it was something that I was afraid of. Yeah. And I mean, I would perform with my back to an audience and things like that. That's how Jim and, Morrison started out. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And, and there's a certain point where you have like a, a line you got to cross. And I feel like I crossed that a while back where it's like, I get it. That's, that's what I'm here to do is to entertain and, and be out there and be a front man. And, and I feel like the world's kind of lacking that in I, a way. I agree. I really do. Now, um, in October of 2016, the band released its latest album, Love Gloom. Congrats on that. I really, really love it. Um, Thank you. Yeah, it's it's an insanely awesome collection of music. It's been out for some months, and and everyone now has had a great chance to digest it. How do you personally feel about the release now that some time has passed and you've gotten you know the feedback from the fans? How do you feel? About the record? Absolutely. Yep. I'm hugely proud of it. I think it was a it was a big statement for us. There's so much music out there that's processed and quantized oh, and yeah. perfected, and that's not really us. Like none of us are perfect musicians, and uh, we would rather connect to people through the emotion of the playing and and the performances than try to make everything sound like it's just like completely perfect. I just saw a um, quote recently, and I forget who said it, but they said, "Beware of music that is is flawless." Right. You know what I mean? And uh, I mean, I think that rings true with what you're saying. That you know, music that is flaw. I mean, there really is no such thing. You know, uh, music's made by humans, and we all have you know human error and things like that. So I'm glad you bring that up. Well, it's, and it's very difficult to do because obviously, when you're tracking and whatever, you don't want to have something that sounds bad. Right, know? right. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but but there's a certain line that you have to draw and you have to say, okay, we're going to allow that vulnerability or that flaw to come through, like may, whether that's in my voice or, you know, a big thing we discussed was that, um, you know, voice is easy. You can get character out of a voice. Yep. But the difficult thing is to make it so that somebody puts on a record and, they hear the way a guitar line is is played and to know, oh, that's Nick Fotonakis from Night Riots or that's Matt DePaw from Night Riots or even the drums. Like you should have an idea of who's performing um, the song that you're listening to. And yeah. I think it's difficult now because there's so much cool stuff that's coming out straight from um, production houses, uh, especially in kind of more modern, let's say, hip hop stuff. It's all produced and, and it's all made in the box and it's perfectly quantized and it sounds fucking dope. It's right, like right. incredible to listen to and, and I'm a huge fan of it, but I think it's important to us to find that that balance. Like how do you uh, allow the nuances of each performance to come through but also stay modern and stay fresh and, and, and exciting? Do you now, find that that's harder to do 
now uh, as opposed to maybe 20, 25 years ago when the internet wasn't around and everybody could sit in that box and make those perfect quantitative beats and rhythms? Yeah. There you Easy go. enough, I, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I think I think it's... Um, def- I, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's always hard to say, like, because there is has been such a drastic shift in the music industry in the last, like, let's say 20 years. And is it better or worse? I don't know. I think it's just different. I think you just have different obstacles to kind of, um, to get around. But in the end, it's just art. Like you just got to get in there and put your own little spin on things and, and, and hopefully people connect to it. I think it's just about being honest and real. That's so true. I'm loving what you're saying, dude. Now, um, one of my favorite tracks off of the album love gloom, um, is it's been it's been on previous releases of how and how deluxe um it's contagious that is uh one of my favorites i love it i can't get it out of my head why has this song carried with the band through your your releases uh, do you mean like why is it on the newest record? Yeah, and we're gonna talk. Uh, there's a a little bit more in depth question I have about Contagious, uh, but yeah, I'm just kind of curious as to why it has carried from, uh, you know, the how all the way up now to Love Gloom. It's just too good of a song to, to <laughs> let let fall. I agree. It that's, really. That's what we we had the discussion, and you know, you have to think that we're relatively, you know, we've been playing for a long time but night riots isn't that old and right when we released owl you know our fan base wasn't massive we hadn't had any radio play and um contagious was we were really fortunate got a ton of radio play had a lot of success with that song and i still think that it's got legs and it fit on the record on how deluxe you showcase different versions of contagious which are just so fucking cool it it seems you had, I'm not super familiar with this, so it seems you had some sort of contest for a fan to remix the track. Yep. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, I mean, who who doesn't want to hear a different vision of a song? Like, right. I think about The Cure, they did an album that was just remixes. Yeah. And I, I remember that's actually what got me into The Cure. Oh, yeah. When I was a little kid, I, I heard that first, and I was like, well, this is such a cool sound. And then it kind of got me into this, the different things. So I don't know. It's just, it was a cool opportunity to let people have a go at it and see where they wanted to take it, whether it was like towards more of a techno thing or more of a dance thing. And, um, I've done a bit of remixing myself and I always have a blast doing it. So it's just nice to see somebody else, um, you know, take your palette and paint with it. What was the best part of that experience? Well, the, the best part, is that I had already done vocals, so I didn't have to do anything. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, on the topic of the different versions of Contagious, so I, actually, just today, yesterday and today, I was talking to a lot of uh, Night Riots fans. Um, I always try to connect with them before an interview just to kind of, you know, get the vibe and, 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 it's really fun. It's one of my favorite parts of this show is just connecting with our fans and the fans of the band we're about to talk to. Um, there is an orchestral version of Contagious. Um, a friend of the show, uh, her name, her Twitter handle is at Shaughnessy Rachel. She's a huge fan of your band. And she told us 
that this was one of her favorite tracks. What was the approach with that particular alternate version? First off, I love you, Shaughnessy Rachel. Thanks for, for being a fan. Yes. <laughs> um, that was a really cool experience. Uh, we had the concept of it, and it was just a, a different form of a remix, really, I think. Right. We had... Um, because mostly people, when you do a remix, it's generally going to come out like a dance song. Yeah. And we we wanted something that was really kind of fit the band um, philosophically. And I think by saying that, I mean that at that point, it's trying to blend the organic and the electronic. And that's what Night Riot sort of is. Like if you listen to Contagious, you have the intro, which is this sampled vocal part that sounds like Yoshi singing a little, little tune and then it goes into like big old guitars and it's all organic but there's always this kind of push and pull of or of, of the organic with the electronic and so we said well let's go the opposite direction and let's make a track that um kind of goes from really organic and blends into an electronic song with contagious and so we we hit up one of our producers and he knew these incredible, um, these incredible players in the LA area. In fact, I think they worked on like the last Star Star Wars soundtrack. Like they were. Oh I yeah. I think it's nice. Yeah. They're not even. I mean, I won't name any names, and I'm not supposed to because I guess they could get in trouble for it. Because oh. when you're a pro like violinist or cello player, you're like basically under contract. Like you can't do anything else. Yeah. Really. It's, it's some weird thing. Like they have a guild or some secret. Yeah, society I don't even know don't how know that about. works. <laughs> yeah, they are, they had to like wear masks when they were playing, and they couldn't. Um, there's no like photography or anything allowed. But anyway, we got to the studio, and somebody had um, worked on a tapped out sheet music version of Contagious, and we went back and forth and sort of discussed it, and and they had different options and we kind of worked through it together. And then the day came where we all went in and I think we had other, uh, I think there were four of them. Maybe it was two violins, a cello and like a more of a bass, um, like a string bass mm -hmm. instrument and set them up in the room and it took them like two takes. They just smashed yeah. through it. Yeah. And then we went in after that and, um, I did vocals and then we got into programming and we just kind of programmed the second half of the track and kind of built this transition into an electronic ending. So, yeah, I mean, that was a, a, a wonderful experience to work on and I look forward to incorporating that kind of stuff in the future. Absolutely. Now, Travis, um, every time we have a band or an artist on the show, we always like to play for the listener uh, a track in its entirety for everyone to jam out to. Um, I mentioned to you before we uh, went live that it's going to be the, the latest single, I believe, Breaking Free. But what I would like for you to do, Travis, we, we just started this um, where we want the, the artist to um, kind of do like the drop heading into the song. So can you, uh, you know, give us uh, your best radio drop on the full track that we're about to jam to? Yeah, absolutely. So something like, this is Travis Holly from Night Riots, and you're listening to Breaking Free.
So you just finished listening to Breaking Free from Night Riots off of their latest release, Love Gloom. Now, anytime we listen to a track uh, here on the show, we like to get a little insight to the track or any inside info. What can you tell us about Breaking Free that might not be common knowledge? Uh, Let me think. I mean, that was a track that I had my eye on from the very beginning. Uh, as it, when it was going through the demo stages, I just felt like it was a powerful song. It's kind of wrote, written very, very honestly, and sort of after a, a pretty intense experience on, on my end. And we had to rework it a couple times. I, I remember being in the studio. Uh, the first round, we went in and recorded everything live. And I, I just felt like we didn't capture it properly. So we actually put a halt on it and left it to the side and until a little while. And it was kind of towards the end of the recording process. I kind of pushed to get it back on the track listing and, and reworked. And fortunately enough for us, we were able to do it, got it into a really good spot. And, um, you know, I, I just, I feel really proud of that one. I, I feel that it's, um, it just has a, uh, a, a genuineness to it and an honesty that I think everybody can relate to. I don't, I don't think it necessarily lyrically has to even represent a relationship. I think it can be kind of breaking free from whatever you might be going through. I mean, right. it could be drugs, it could be sex, it could be uh, a girlfriend or a boyfriend. Mario Kart obsessions. Be, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mario Kart breaking free and moving on. No. And. Yeah. On top of the music itself, I, I know the band just put out a brand new video for Breaking Free that's composed of live footage from the current tour you're on right now. Uh, why was that style of music video important for you to release? Well, if you want to know the absolute truth, I didn't really realize that was going to be a music video until yesterday <laughs> when I stopped posting it. But we have our boy out here, Ben Zucker, and he's basically our sixth member. Yeah. Um, he's just, you know, he does basically fills in the gaps for us in a huge way. I mean, I think a lot of people that, that listen to us know Ben, uh, he does merch and he, uh, is a incredibly talented photographer and videographer. And so while we've been out on this tour, we're like, let's, let's start putting together some footage from the shows and, and, uh, and put it up for people to watch. And then all of a sudden I saw it yesterday posted up and i yeah. looked at it and i was like oh shit we just made a music video and i didn't even realize it <laughs> and, and it's awesome i mean it really encapsulates um the vibe that night right night riots has going on and um i i just think it's so great uh, sometimes with all this technology and social media the the fan can get lost or at least like that connection can become desensitized and this just proves and like i told you travis we talked to your fans we talked to the fans of all the bands uh, before they come on the show, your fans rock and they love you a lot. And and it's you guys are genuine. Your music is genuine. And like I said, it's a breath of fresh air. So I love well, the video. I mean, that's a big thing for us too. Is like um, I think that when when we perform, I I don't know how many people out there have seen us yet, but we really put a lot of effort into our live shows, and we want people to. Um, uh, we want our shows to kind of harken back to those those shows that the early ones that we went to, where it was just um, a give and take from the audience and 
the band. And I've been to too many shows where the bands are too cool and they're kind of like in their own world. And you're basically just watching a TV set. Yeah. And we live in a, like a society of screens. Like I want people to be kind of like, oh, shit, this isn't just we're not just watching a TV. Those are real people up there performing for me. And they're yep. looking at me and they're engaging with with me as an audience member. Um, you know, there's been a couple of the shows we've played on this tour where there'll be like a group of people that are just losing their minds. And, you know, maybe if you're in the audience and you don't know who we are, that might be weird and it might be annoying for you because they're moving around jumping. But <laughs> ultimately, like our goal is to have a night riot show be a room of a couple thousand people all being like that. Like we, we encourage people to let loose and um, deal with that, whatever they're dealing with in their lives at our shows. Hell yeah. Now, we've talked about um, all the touring you have going on right now, and uh, we've talked about the latest release of music. Let's just look a little bit into the future here. Uh, it, I, it might be way too early, but Travis, when is the next collection of new music dropping? Is there anything in the works? Just keep an eye out. Um, we're always writing. We already have a bunch of music we're sitting on, and it's just it's sort of just about timing and when we feel confident in a body of work that we want to release i think again this day and age is different you see like artists dropping mixtapes like like biannually and i yeah. don't think there's, a, <laughs> there's no reason that that we have to do that i, I think agree. in the past we were a little bit too precious and we we would take a, a while to put something out um and i don't i don't think it's necessary i feel like it, you know music is is kind of a snapshot of a period of time for an artist yeah and I, I don't think there's people are always like oh like you need the single or whatever it is and it's like any song could be a single you think of some of the biggest singles of the last couple of years and they're always the weirdest songs that you wouldn't <laughs> imagine you know because they they are sort of something different and people want to hear that um that kind of like expression and so, I mean, truthfully, I, I can't give you, like, a straightforward answer. but That's okay. You know, but it, it won't be too long. Well, Travis, on the flip side of that, then, after the tour with Andrew McMahon and the couple dates you got with All Time Low, uh, do you have any other touring plans? Uh, does the band have any other touring plans this year? Yeah, so we have a couple, um, a handful of, like, radio flyout dates uh, in a couple different cities around the U.S., and... We're looking at, uh, we have a couple offers for fall stuff and for touring. And then, um, you know, we're trying to get over to the UK as well. So nice. you might see that happen Yeah, that'll as well. be awesome. So, again, nothing I can fully announce right now, but there's definitely things in the works. Awesome. That's okay. We like to tease a little bit. No big deal yeah. there. Um, Travis, we're winding down to uh, basically the last segment here. It's a newer segment that we've been doing, and, and I really enjoy it. I, I've come to learn that... Um, the fans of bands really, um, while they love the music that you push out, I really think that people, including myself, we like to know what your musical tastes are. You know, you, you're an artist, you put out music, but I would assume that you consume it as well. So we have a segment called Satisfy Your Spotify, and we just got a couple questions here on some personal music tastes from you. So can you name a couple bands that you cannot stop jamming to right now? Yeah, it's pretty funny. We've, we've basically just been listening to 
to hip hop the last uh, okay. for this whole tour. So I mean, what kind of hip hop are you listening to? <laughs> uh, Kendrick Lamar's new record or oh, what? The new the new record we've been listening to like crazy. Um, Run the Jewels two and three. I've been listening to it a bunch. We've got um, Lil Yachty. Kind of started as a joke that we were listening to, but now <laughs> we know all the words. And the same thing with designer, like uh, Panda and stuff like that. And um, Migos has been another one on the playlist. Um, and then other than that, a lot of times I'll just kind of throw on um, just like new stuff that's on Google Play or Spotify or whatever and just yeah. kind of like start trying to find some inspiration somebody i'll be at a show and somebody will be like huh, you guys remind me of this band like um are you hugely influenced and uh and then you, you know, check I'll them out say, and start I'll say no and then i'll listen exactly so now, uh, outside sure. of what you're listening to right now if you had to pick a favorite band of all time who would it be the hold up the biggest news right here is that we're driving through texas and we're stopping at a Bucky. So you guys ever heard of that? Dude, okay, Travis. <laughs> it's so funny that you say that. Um, so we just had a band on for episode 49 called O Weatherly. And uh-huh. they are they were just in Texas or from Te- they're from Texas and we have a we have a a couple friends of the show that ta- from Texas that talked to us about this Bucky's all the time. I've never heard of it. Never been to one, but people's bands especially seem to be obsessed with it. What's the deal with Bucky's? I'm about to tell you because I'm going to go inside. <laughs> and basically, our guitar player has been obsessed with getting a Bucky's hat for like two tours now. Oh, God. And it's about to happen. Just, yeah, it's literally about to happen right now. Is he going to be wearing so, it then at the next show? Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> we just have to decide. You know, the, there's like a big logo. He's like a little beaver with uh, yeah. buck teeth, and he's got a little red hat on. So I'm gonna see if we can get a little red hat to to match uh, match with Bucky's. There we go. Killer. And, you know, everyone tells us that one of the biggest attractions to Bucky's is their bathrooms are just like really fucking nice and clean. So you know. So, uh, you want me to tell you right now? I'll go in there. Yeah, do it. Let us know real time. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm, te- I'm telling you what's going on. So first, first thing is that they have a, a bunch of like barbecues out front. Okay. So I thought it was a gas station, but it looks like it's a lot more than a gas station. <laughs> That's what um, we've been told. They've got River Run inner tubes and oh, wow. smokers and barbecues. Holy shit, this place is huge. <laughs> I love this. I'm glad we're getting like the play-by-play on Bucky's from you right now. So everything's kind of brown. It looks like a beaver in here. Okay. Are you in the bathroom uh, yet? Looks like a beaver. I'm looking for hats. They have fresh fruit, which is always nice, and they have uh, cracked pecans. Wow. And I'm going to walk into the women's bathroom. That's the best place to start. Yeah, that would be extra clean. Let us know (laughs) how that one is. Yeah, it's clean. I I don't know what else is. It's a good-looking bathroom. There we go. You heard it here. Uh, from Travis from Night Riots, Bucky's is the place to go to take a shit. So, so now, now you guys have to talk about your sponsors. Yeah, <laughs> Man, yeah. Hopefully, uh, we could acquire some now. Yeah, um, exactly. From Bucky's. Um, all right. So, what what we want to talk to you about real quick to finish off this satisfy your Spotify segment is, um, and this is one of the toughest questions, seriously, for me to ever answer. If you had to pick a favorite band of all time, who would it be? 
of any year, decade, genre. Oh, man. I know. It sucks. It's such a hard question. If you need to name a couple, go for it. But I'm just kind of curious. Like, who do you really love? It's just so hard. Like, I mean, I, I'd say when I was, like, first getting into music, it was probably Blink-182. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then in the last couple of years, just overall, like, content and energy-wise and things, it might be – it's either, like – um Paul Simon's Graceland or yeah. uh, Kick by In Excess are probably my two favorites. Nice. Okay. Very cool. It, are there any albums that have dropped in 2017 or are going to be dropping this year that you're really looking forward to? Well, that that, that new Kendrick is, yeah. is uh, pretty incredible. So I'm pretty hooked on that one. Um, and I'm not sure what else is, what has come out re- like in the last uh, little bit or what is coming out. So, you know, Trav, here we are. Um, we are right toward the end of episode 50. And honestly, dude, I am so stoked to have the opportunity to talk to you and have you on, especially for a nice milestone of 50. Um, so we're, we're super grateful. But before we sign off, we want to give you the opportunity to add anything we may have missed or anything you might want to say to your fans. Yeah, just, I mean, we we can't express how much we appreciate everybody that, that comes out to shows, that, that shows us love and, and stays uh, in communication with us. And, um, you know, we just hope to see you all out at the shows. Uh, we're never going to stop doing what we do. We love what we do. And, yeah, we appreciate you all. Awesome. Now, if you end up purchasing that Bucky's hat, um, yes. and, and who who in the band was really wanting this? Well, Nick's looking at a pink one, so he's the one that's been dying to get it. So either you or Nick or or whoever, if you purchase this hat, we'd love for you to send a picture of it to us on Twitter. Our handle is at SpinThoughts. For your your 50th anniversary. Yeah, I think you can do that for us, right? Yeah, absolutely. Killer. So we want to see the hat purchased at Bucky's. We've been told by so many bands and fans of the show that that is the place to be at Spin Thoughts. Uh, hopefully, we get this picture to share with all the lovely fans. Um, Huge. Travis, hang on tight as we say goodbye. We're going to talk off the air, but I want to thank you so much for spending some of your time here on your day off to be on episode 50 of Spinning Thoughts. Yeah, thanks, awesome. Travis. We thank, appreciate thank it, man. Thank you guys so much. Once again, we want to thank Travis from Night Riots for being with us here on episode 50 of Spinning Thoughts. We couldn't have done it without all of you beautiful listeners and friends out there. So thank you so much for the love and support. Brandon, what do you think? Dude, 50 episodes. How sweet. I'm so stoked that we've made it to 50. Can't wait for the next 50. And uh, thank you, Travis, for making episode 50 possible. Make sure you check out Night Riots. They are on tour right now with Andrew McMahon in the wilderness. They'll be hitting up some shows with All Time Low in June and July. Their latest release, Love Gloom, is available everywhere. While you're checking out Night Riots, make sure you're checking us out here at Spinning Thoughts on Twitter, at Spin Thoughts. We're on Facebook and SoundCloud. We want you to subscribe for free. It's absolutely free, free to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all of that. Our brand new website is thespinningthoughts.com. Signing off from Spinning Thoughts, this is Angelo. And this is Brandon leaving you from the Spinning Thoughts World Music Megaplex here at Evergreen Studios. Share music. Spread love. Episode 50. Peace. Peace.